Welcome to Real Women, My Story. I'm Steve Cuco for Holistic Fashionista Magazine. And today I'm going to share with you an inspiring interview with a powerful entrepreneur who truly inspires me. Hello, Bonnie Gale. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And life is treating you well? It is, Steve. Thank you so much. Perfect. What I like to do is ask you, uh, when did you first realize you are your own unique self? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say when I was 41. And really what it really transpired was my body transitioning from one state to another. And like Sounds- literally going into perimenopause and my body changing and it changing me as a person. And how did you feel about the changes that were happening? At the time, I wasn't really very happy about it because basically all of a sudden my body went downhill from like nowhere. Mm -hmm. It was closing up and shutting down on me. And what I realized is that I was going to have to make a lot of changes within myself because Mm -hmm. something that I was doing was kind of causing this. And it was very premature. I was only 41 years old and... I knew that you know I had to do something, and I had to make some major changes and some major shifts. And if you don't mind expressing, what were the major changes and the major major shifts that you you had done? Um, well, what I mostly did was I got like as clean and healthy as I could in every way, shape, or form. I changed like all of my food eating. I changed how I started taking care of myself, and I realized that basically, you know, everything was inside of me, and I was the one who had to kind of go in and pull it all out. And that's basically exactly what I did is I went internally, and I really started doing a lot of work on myself and really kind of trying to come into, like, who really was I, what, I, what did I really want in my life, and how could I really serve others? And in the process of all of that, um, you had stated, you know, in order to serve others, do you truly and deeply believe and feel that you've come to a powerful place that you've served yourself? Absolutely. I mean, and the reason that I say that is because I, like, literally have changed myself from the inside out. And um, what I mean by that is, I have become a completely different person. I used to be completely shy, uh, very masculine, very closed up, very shut down. And, um, you know, even like everybody that knows me is like, oh, my God, you're so different. Um, You know, what happened to you? And really what it is is just me kind of coming into my own, and that's what I say about it, because it really was me stepping into my confidence and stepping into who I really came here to be and really owning it. I love it. Thank you. Uh, At what age did you know you? Well, it started at like 41, really. And it was kind of a process. It's not something that just happened overnight. It's something that kind of evolved slowly over hmm. over the years. And basically, I would say that it was like, you know, pretty much like uh, about a five or six-year process. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's like shedding the layers and, you know, really making changes. And I think that, you know, all of those things kind of come with time a little bit. It's not because you don't really even know all the things that you need to change right away. So Mm -hmm. as you kind of are going through the process, you know, you make one change and then all of a sudden you find another change needs to be made and then another change. And so it's like I, I felt like I was in a constant flux for like five or six years. So uh, is 41, is that the age that you feel that you became within yourself to know who you really are? I mean, was that the paramount age? That was the beginning. You know, that was like my wake-up call. Like, you know what I mean? Like either either you're going to make, you're going to start to make a shift or you're going to start to close up and shut down. You know, and so I think that that was my wake-up call. And, you know, probably, uh, you know, five to six years later was when I started to, you know, step in more to my power. And, you know, even with when, when you're in the process of doing that, I think that changes come and you shift also. Like last year was a huge, big changing year for me. I had to let go of a lot, a lot, a lot of things and things that I never really thought about. So I think that, you know, we're always kind of going through shifts and changes. It's just a matter of, like, when they're, like, huge growth spurts and when they're kind of more minor things. And what I enjoy the most is the impression of the confidence and security that you've stated that where you've come to in that place at the age of 41, you know, to know that, and, uh, and I'm sure you may agree, um, or you do agree, is that your life has not been in vain. You have, you know, even though it happened for you at 41, still all in all, each day of your life has allowed you to become who you are today and absolutely. who you became at the age of 41. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't give any of it up at all. And believe me, I've gone through some very challenging times. Um, you know, before 41, and, you know, I believe that all of those things kind of brought me to the place that I am today, absolutely. And did you always believe that you will be the great success that you are today? And if so, at what age did you realize or and believe that, you know, you are a great success? No, I did not always believe that. I was probably like one of those people that believed the opposite. Like people used to say to me when you're growing up, oh, you know, you're going to do something with yourself. And I used to say, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was always one of those people that never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. So that was probably one of my biggest challenging things. I think what happened when I was 41 is that I came into my purpose. You know, like, I realized what my purpose was, you know, like my main overall purpose. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know what I was going to do. But that's, I think, what my breakthrough was. It was realizing my purpose. And, you know, prior to that time, I was more existing through life, just kind of going through, trudging through, hating what I was doing. I was of service to people but I wasn't enjoying myself and I wasn't having a good time with it. And so 
I'm sure that that probably stunted some of the experiences that some of my clients had, you know, because I was in that place. Mm -hmm. And now you are even more enlightened and nurtured and enriched. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Like in every way, shape, or form. And I see things totally differently, and I believe in things in a completely different way as well. And one of the main things is how you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And understanding that it's not about you. It's about whomever you're serving or helping. That's moving. And it really is because um, that is something that I've, you know, learned at a very young age is about selfishness and and being adopted and coming into a family that uh, really helped me understand that I did not learn from my biological family is that, you know, movement happens, uh, you know, with sincerity and, and grace and ease um, in really understanding yourself and your life is when you when you come into that place, when you allow for yourself, giving yourself that permission to come into that place to say, you know what, I'm going to put the fears, the judgments aside. And it's not about what other people are judging um, or saying about you. It's what you say and how you judge yourself. And um, I, I love that. And um, it's beautiful. And uh, with the, the next question uh, that i like to have the opportunity to ask you is, do you love being a woman? Yes, but I definitely did not always. <laughs> 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 and that's a good question, you know, because there's a lot of, you know, responsibility that comes along with that too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, that was probably one of my battles throughout my life, you know, throughout my younger life was taking on that responsibility. Like I really didn't want to be a woman. I didn't want to develop. I did not want to have this body that people were noticing, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and talking like I didn't want to be talked about for my body. Like I wanted to be known for my mind. And do you believe that you, that you are, that you have, to be known I think for your that mind. now uh, that it's a combination. I don't think it's just one and I don't think it's just the other. And, you know, I think that one of the things that I've learned to understand is that, you know, my body is part of who I am. You know, what I was doing was rejecting my body and only like, you know, putting a value on my mental And the truth of the matter is, is that I'm a person as a whole. You know, I have like a spiritual part of me, a mental part of me, and a physical part of me. And I think that the truth is, is that, you know, coming into your own is part of merging all of those three together. And really accepting and appreciating all of those things. And utilizing all of them so that you really can best reach the people that you need to reach. easily expressed you agree <laughs> thank you <laughs> it, 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 it yeah. takes time right i mean it's, 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 it it's absolutely not a does. quick understanding no no i mean i think that you know the past few years has really kind of opened the door for a lot more understanding than we've ever had before so did you always want to create products that tailored to 
women to the public um and and to be honest your your products are unisex you know when did you when did you know that this is what you wanted to do okay so this is an interesting question because when i was young i always had a huge draw toward anything that was sexual i used to read books all the time um i was like interested in any magazine that was sexually oriented, not in a porn-like way, but I really used to love to read about like the fantasy and, well, what was fantasy in my mind anyways, because it wasn't anything I hadn't experienced, that I had ever experienced at that point in time. So I was very drawn to things sexually, and I remember even when I was young, when I was pissed at my parents, I would tell them that I was going to be a hooker when I grew up, you know, because, like, I wanted to do something sexual, and I just didn't know what there was to do. Mm-hmm. And I told my parents that I knew that I could make a lot of money doing that. So I definitely had a sexual draw. When, As I got older, I knew that I was interested in doing something that was sexually orientated. I just mm-hmm. did not want to do something that was about porn. And the truth of the matter is I didn't really want to be a prostitute. It was just, you know, something I used at the time uh, when I was angry. Mm-hmm. However, I definitely was always drawn towards sexual things. And the irony was, you know, I had no clue or any idea of what I wanted to be. And so when people used to say to me, well, what do you like doing? I used to say shopping. And so <laughs> I went to school to be in fashion and mm-hmm. um, that was like not exciting to me so I was quickly like in and out of that and then I was literally out there kind of like looking for something to do and eventually I fell into something that was completely the opposite of anything sexual it's called numbers and accounting and it was so far away from what I really wanted to do however I had a talent for it and I was good at it so that's kind of really the business that I built until, you know, I was 41 years old and realized that there was something else for me to do here. Thank you. Um, that that was, I, I felt that. That was um, very deep, very open, and very vulnerable. And uh, you really just went with the the security the the strength the passion um of yourself i mean i really felt that in your words so mm-hmm. thank you for that bonnie uh when did you um discover the idea in creating sex butter so um when i was 41 the initial idea was a sexual enhancement chocolate for women and which i developed and while I was in the development process of that, men were like, what about me? And <laughs> women were like, we're going to get too fat eating chocolate. Like, and so what I realized is <clears throat> most likely it wasn't going to be an every time thing that somebody was going to eat chocolate if they were going to mm-hmm. have sex. So I thought to myself, what about something topical? And by the way, people were also like, what about organic? Can you make it raw? Can you make it this? Can you make it that? And I thought to myself, the raw chocolates get really super expensive. So, you know, in order to make something organic, it was just going to be something topical. It wasn't going to be something necessarily that we ate, mm-hmm. um, although it is food grade. So 
So I do need to say that. Um, so that was kind of really um, how it came about. It, the actual sex butter itself was kind of the idea was born in like the end of 2008. And did you believe it would be successful as it is today? Because I consider your product to be successful. I would say that I definitely thought it was going to be successful. I mean, to me, you know, like everybody thinks success is a different thing. Like I'm ready to go worldwide. As soon as we go worldwide, like then to me, like I'm going to be a huge success, not me, but the product. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so right now I'm in the process of working on worldwide stuff. And, um, you know, that to me is when it's going to be really successful. Like, I want it to be a known name brand worldwide. And do you know that that already exists, but you're just merging into that existence right now? Does that make sense exactly. to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do. It's there. It's there. It just um, my awareness of it being there isn't quite there yet. Well, as I always say, and, and, I, and I'm positive you're going to get this, the trinity is, and I say this to all of my clients, to everybody, and re re refresh my own memory at times, is that when you think it, feel it, believe it, and you bring that love together with the think it, feel it, believe it, the trinity, it then becomes divinity. It's then manifested. So I truly believe and think and feel that you are a worldwide success. Um, that is why... You know, I'm doing this interview because it's, it's more than just the product. It's not about product. It's about Bonnie Gale. And you are the muse, the essence of what you create. So that's what is presidential, is that Bonnie Gale is sex butter. And sex butter is Bonnie Gale because you bring in that, that identity, that entity of you, your passion, your mission of what you believe in, and that's profound. And that's why, you know, you, you are going to have what you want because you are continually creating in an infinite way without limitation. Mm. It's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. So how did you come up with the design and establishing um, – you know, sex butter in its own unique cocktail of organic ingredients? Um, okay, so what happened was I actually got involved in the world of inventors. And, you know, because this is like not something that I had any capability of doing that I was aware of. And so what I did is I met a woman who I felt would be able to create this product. And I told her what my needs were, like what I wanted it to do, and then mm -hmm. she just made it that much better. So the mixture itself is actually hers. Still, the brilliance is, is that the greatness was achieved, and you yes. achieved it. Exactly. So what is your favorite ingredient in sex butter? Uh, my favorite ingredient is probably, that's an interesting question. Nobody ever asked me that before. Um, I would say that my favorite ingredient is the coconut oil. Mm. And the reason that I would say that is 
I love coconut oil. It's an oil that is so amazing for the body. It's antifungal. It's antibacterial. It's a very clean type of oil. Um, it's a very hydrating type of oil. And I just love the way it feels, you know, when it rubs into your skin. Sounds creamy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's oh. like better. <laughs> mm, I like that. So, um, sorry about that. Um, so then brings me to my next question for you is, did you always find that a lot of women um, had come to you in confidence and expressed uh, sexual discomfort due to dryness in the vaginal region or lack of um, uh, pleasure, you know, within themselves when they were intimate with their loved one? You mean before I did this or? Yes, yes. Before, during? No. No, people did not come to me for that. So um, when did they start coming to you? Um, it's still a process, to be honest with you. Men are much more open than women are overall. And the reason that I'm going to say that is because when it comes to the whole sexuality, vagina thing, most women are, most women do not know what they look like down there. I'm Mm going to be honest. Um, Most women do not know their own bodies. They're not comfortable with their own bodies. And they feel there's a lot of shame around any discomfort or anything that may be needing some help, you know, with anything in the vaginal region. Mm-hmm. So this is not like an open door thing where most women just come to me. It's like what happens is I get involved in a lot of conversations that are um, disease-based or, you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about STDs or AIDS either. I'm talking about, you know, like there's a lot of vaginal issues and a lot of problems that women can have that have nothing to do with an STD. Um, or sexually transmitted disease of any type, and they still feel very uncomfortable about it. And a lot of times they won't even tell their doctor. Like they'll just suffer in silence. And one of the things that that ends up happening is sex can become very painful. And so a lot of women do not enjoy the sensual sexual experience because their body's not really in a good place to be open to receive it. So at what age did you come to knowing your body? Um, I was in my mid-30s. I mean, I knew my body before that, but, you know, it was more like when I was 16, I was, I was uh, date raped and it was, it was pretty violent. And for a year after that, I wasn't, I wasn't with anybody sexually at all. And then I became like a man where I became like a kind of, I don't know, can I cuss on here? Oh, go right ahead. Be <laughs> all about Okay, so truth. I became like a fuck them and leave them kind of person, you know. And when I say became like a man, I just mean that I was the dominating person in the relationship. And, you know, I wouldn't even call it a relationship, but I would say in the sexual experiences that I had, um, where I would just – you know, it was, I basically had to be in control and it was my way and then the highway. And so I would just like, 
you know, have sex and leave. So I didn't have a lot of emotional attachment to anybody, and I didn't even want to get emotionally attached. And really, I used my body almost as a weapon. And now, as do you a find that most? I'm sorry. Um, no, as no, a barrier no. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And and to to be honest, I um I've I love women in so many ways because you um you are very you are you are so great in a way that that men have a different polarity to them. And thank you again for sharing um sharing you and your story. And, uh, and and knowing that from what had happened with the with the experience that you had uh, on the date, um, which most women would not even think that something like that would happen or want something like that to happen, and in essence, your femininity had went into fight-or-flight mode, into sympathetic mode, and your masculinity uh, polarity came out to -hmm. protect you, to protect uh, your woman self, your femininity, um, that that now in which was created in vulnerability. When did you come to a place, you know, on a parasympathetic level, you know, that, that place in balance, to equal out both the masculine and feminine, uh, you know, polarities of yourself? Like when did you step out of fight or flight and just submerge into trust and into trusting your body and trusting men and, and trusting your own judgments, knowing that you are in control again of yourself, of your body and your life? When did that happen for you? Mm, I would say like probably like four or five years ago. So recently? Yeah, recently. That's why I said it was a process. You know, it's like, it wasn't, like, remember I said that 41 was kind of like the beginning? Mm-hmm. So I'm almost 40, I'm almost, I'm going to be 49 um, in a few days. And I would say that, you know, it was definitely, you know, probably like a three to five year process. Any regrets at all, Bonnie, within that three to five years, or do you truly feel that that was a reasonable amount of time in in solidifying security for yourself again? Any regrets? No way. <laughs> why? Why I asked that? Chance. I was thinking to myself, any regrets? Do I have any regrets? Oh my God! Are you kidding? I will never turn back. Good. And and why I asked that, if I may interject, is because there there are people in the world that do believe. Oh my God! You know this had happened to me. And now it's taken me, you know, three, four, five, ten years to obtain my sanity back, obtain my life back. And then there are people that do look, not may. Um, I have clients that feel like, oh, my God, this person took ten years of my life because I lived in fear for ten years. And then it took me another ten years 
to get my life back. So they'll wrap it up that 20 years because of this, circ- this, this incident, um, this ex- what had happened. I don't want to, I, I was going to say experience. Like that deviated them, you're saying? Like something that deviated them off their path or whatever? Exactly. Instead of saying, okay, well, I, I'm proud of, like with you, I'm proud of that it has taken me three to five years in the process of getting my life and my sanity back. There are people in a world that will think, okay, I was still robbed because I still lived with resistance and, and blockages or fears within that three to five years. So that's why I asked you that question because that is powerful for each individual um, who will listen to this to know that you did not go to a place to where you considered that in redefining yourself rehabilitating how you think and how you feel, that that was a beautiful process because you did that for you. No one robbed you. And it was, and let me tell you, I mean, it's not an easy thing when you're going through it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think that, you know, I think because you have to be very malleable. You know, you have to be open to change because all of a sudden things start to become different and you don't necessarily know why. You like, and sometimes, and let me tell you, you lose people along the way. I lost a lot of friends or people that I thought were friends. I lost a lot of acquaintances. The acquaintances I didn't really care so much. With the friendships, it hurt at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of a sudden, you know, people that I've known for like 20 and 30 years are like walking away from me. And I'm like, what's kind of going on here? And, you know, my family was, like, fighting me along the way. Like, you know, it was like it's not an easy path to come into your own. It's a very worthwhile path. And the only time that you can say that it's really worthwhile is when you get to the other side. And that doesn't mean that you're done or that you're finished. It just Mm -hmm. means that you've come to a far enough point to where you can see yourself as being very different and you're comfortable with it. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's true. It's being comfortable within yourself to know and believe that you and your life is not a mistake. And the question is, what will, not what can, what will you do in making healthy decisions to see yourself as perfect and brilliant and without judgment to be of inspiration and light and enlightenment for yourself first and then share that with everybody else. Because I've always said that no matter how much college training, no matter how much book knowledge you have, a lot of people in the world think, I've got to have my PhD, I've got to have my doctrine, I've got to have this, you know, to prove to the world that they understand adversity, that, 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 uh, that, that this individual understands what you have just expressed, Bonnie. However, that, in, realistically, you have your PhD. You have your doctrine because as much, and I'm not going to take away from the professionals. You know, I've been through counseling myself. You know, it is helpful. But there are just times, many times it can be, 
to where finding somebody like-minded without concerning yourself of what they've been educated by, experience plays such a powerful role in that. Because I feel you. I mean, I really get you. I mean, not just by the vibrational frequency of your words and your tone, but through your illumination, I feel that familiarity of knowing what it's like to be disempowered than saying, you know what, screw this. I'm going to take my life and my power back in my own hands. And then reestablishing yourself without the negative tone. And you've done that successfully. And I truly, truly feel that. I, I saw that in your picture, you know, on, on Facebook. Um, you know, you illuminate with the trust and the determination to look at yourself in the mirror, no matter how you look, and say, I know you're in there somewhere. I know you're in there, Bonnie, and I see you. I may not see you clearly or vividly now, but I know you're there. Mm -hmm. I feel you in my heart. And you've allowed her to express herself inward to outward and outward to inward, not just in creating a phenomenal product, but in being who you are in that illumination. Well, and that's interesting, too, because I've had a lot of um, challenges with that, you know, like on a personal level, too, Mm -hmm. because um, I was engaged um, in 2011, and, you know, that was, that became a problem, you know, the fact that I was becoming, like, known and known for this specifically, you know, for you know, something that was sexual in nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had to end up making the choice to break off the relationship in order to stay true to myself. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I say that, you know, like, you know, people think, like, that you just pop up out of nowhere and that, you know, all, and that, you know, life is always so easy, you know, like, because they see something, like, they see if you, if they think that you look like you're in a good place and they think that, you know, it doesn't take any work and that, you know, you just kind of get there. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, one of the things that I want to say is like, you know, there's this work along the way that we have to do. And some of that, you know, like, you know how I said I lost lost friends at times, Mm -hmm. you know, but I also had to choose you know, whether I was going to constantly be, like there's always choices that you make that are going to show whether or not you're going to be true to yourself. You know, and there will always be things presented to you to force that to happen one way or another, whether you're going to or you're not going to. You know, so you're always going to, there's always going to be like, there's always going to be growth that's going to happen. I guess, and there's always, is what I'm trying to say, and there's always going to be choices that you're going to have to make to stay true to yourself. And with the gentleman um, whom you were engaged to, in the decision that you made appropriately for yourself, mm-hmm. do you feel that he had an issue in what you were doing, or do you believe he just had an issue in himself and he just did not understand 
to know how to coexist with you and the world that you've beautifully created for yourself. Well, I mean, I definitely think that he had something within himself, yet it also, you know, was something for him that he was uncomfortable with that I was kind of so out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say out there, you know, like <clears throat> places that a lot of people don't go, you know, like w- when you open yourself up sexually, you open yourself up in a different way than most people do. And there's a lot of judgment that comes along with that. Not that you're making on yourself, but that people, like there's going to be, as soon as you open yourself up sexually in a public way, there's going to mm-hmm. always be judgment. And it doesn't, and you don't have to take in that judgment. He was, what was happening is, because of what I was doing, there was a lot of judgment around it for him. And so he was taking it all in as being something negative. When I first met him, he did not find it to be something negative. And what happened was, he was dealing with a situation where he had an attorney, and the attorney didn't want to let him do something because of what I was doing for a living. Even though the attorney had never met me, didn't know anything about our product, you know, just because of the name Sex Butter. And so what I've realized is I don't care what's going on out there in the world. I mean, and when I say that, I don't mean it like in a negative way. I mean, like, There's nothing, no matter what's going on out there in the world, there's nothing going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. That's what I mean by that. You know, like I'm not going to let other things stop this process and stop the healing that's, that's taking place and that's going to be taking place. The sexual healing. And there's no reason why you ought to. As expressed, there's 7 billion people in the world. There is no less than 7,000 opportunities for each individual. I like to repeat that if I may. There are 7 billion people in the world, and there are no less, no less than 7,000 opportunities for each person. So you have no less than 7,000 opportunities. So he is an angel. He came into your life, and he helped establish even greater for you in in the message in which you allowed and chose in your free will to receive even more of what you want. So he helped you not disempowered you. I'm not saying that you said that. I'm just just making that a point for everyone who is listening. Look to the positive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm sorry? I said absolutely. Thank you. So with with bringing all these nooks and crannies together and creating this this beautiful morsel of creativity and life and everything that you have expressed and that you've brought into yourself and that you're sharing, what are the benefits in using the products that you've created? Um, 
you know, such as yours that are paraben and hormone free, knowing that, and that now that it's been established that you are completely authentic, your life is authentic, your message is authentic, your product is authentic. On a clearer notation, what brings it even in more of a highlight in its authenticity in being paraben and hormone free? Um, it opens women up. It opens men up. It's a healing agent for anybody who's had any type of abuse, whether it be verbal, physical, mental, emotional, sexual, or surgical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's antifungal, antibacterial. It's healthy for the body. It alkalizes the area that it's applied to. Um, you could eat it, and it's healthy to eat. I mean, it serves so many different kinds of purposes because, like, for instance, when something alkalizes an area that it touches, then Mm -hmm. it starts working on disease. So, because disease can't live in an alkaline environment. Um, So, to me, it keeps the whole body clean and healthy, even when you touch it. The way that it um, actually feels on the body and the way it actually really um, hydrates into the body. And the reason I say that is because it doesn't get dry and hard. It actually um, really just kind of melds in with the skin and it really hydrates it. It makes it feel good. It makes it glow, glisten, and it really feels soothing. So for anybody that has like any type of pain or whatever, when I apply this, like I even got sunburned. Here's an example. And so I put the sex butter on the sunburn. That pain from the sunburn went away immediately. It was like instantaneous. And so this product is not only, it's, I love it because it's luscious, it's healing, and it's just so nourishing and nurturing for the body and those are all of the things that I'm about and those are the things that my business partner is about and she's you know we're really about like making the world the best place it could be and so for me you know I want to make sex the best experience that people can ever have like to me um, sex whether there's intimacy or not can be one of the most um, amazing experiences that two people can have together or that somebody can even have with themselves. And, you know, when you really kind of get in touch with yourself and really know your own body or you allow somebody else to know you that way, it's such a freeing experience. It's like letting a piece of you out that you never let out before. And I think that that's what our product is really about. It's really about allowing yourself to be your true self without reserve, without being shy, without feeling uncomfortable. And the reason that I say that is because, you know, I used this product every day, morning and night, just a little bit for a Mm -hmm. while, only to get the energetic effects of it. You know, not just not to have sex every day, but literally so that I could get into my body, feel 
what I wanted to feel so that I could explain it to other people, so that I could talk about it, so that it was ingrained within me. Mm-hmm. And to the benefits um, in which you've expressed, which is huge. I mean, we've got pleasure. We've got that your product is used uh, for healing uh, purposes. Mm-hmm. It's used for pleasure. It's, it's, it sounds so multiversal. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, there are not many products out there that are like that. And then knowing the authenticity of how sex butter is created and what is in sex butter it's a guarantee that you give. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that we've established you, your mission, your passion, your life, and this, this ambiance of sex butter, in contrast, in choosing sex butter, why is it even more, and I know we've covered this, but one, I'd like to go a little bit more deeper, in comparison Knowing sex butter, what it has to offer, the the uh, the components and and properties of uh, of how well it can be used in everyday life, as you had shared, products that do not contain, um, or actually of what you have, or specifically products that do contain harsh chemicals, paraben and hormones. Do you have an expression? on those products that contain that, knowing that sex butter does not. When you say do you have an expression, what do you mean exactly by that? You mean do I have um, a comment? Yeah, like what is your, what is your, what is your thought, your feeling of products okay. that do contain harsh chemicals, paraben and hormones? Okay. So, okay, so I've been into like organics for, I don't know, about eight to ten years now personally. And one of the things that I learned is anything that you put topically on your skin anywhere goes inside your body. So most of the, like one of the ingredients, um, propylene glycol, is basically something that they put in antifreeze that goes inside your car. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an irritant. I don't believe in putting irritants on your most sensitive body parts that literally are so porous that they will take anything in. What ends up happening is people are going to burn out their bodies and they're, not going, to, they're going to have all kinds of disease. And not only is there going to be disease, but there's going to be all kinds of, you know, people that are not going to be able to even experience sexual pleasure anymore because of using things like this. Um, it hurts me and pains me that people don't understand the importance of ingredients and what they are putting on and in their bodies. Um, I believe that my, I have a mom who has cancer because of taking hormones. So when I see women that have had cancer and then their doctor is giving them a cream to literally put into the vaginal area that has hormones in it, even if it's just a little bit, it freaks me out because I know that my mom is dying 
from something exactly like that. She will never, ever, ever be the same as before she had this cancer. And she has it for the rest of her life. It's not something that's going to go into remission. So I know how dangerous all of this stuff is. And I wish that, you know, it's part of my purpose to spread the word about that and to let people know that, you know, whatever they put topically on or in their bodies, it can affect them in such huge negative ways that it's really important to be aware of these kinds of things. Um, Things that have parabens in them are basically, in my opinion, cancer-causing agents. And I don't know about you, but I personally don't want to put anything anywhere around my body that has the potential to cause cancer. Um, It's just the things that people have to go through when they have cancer are horrendous, and I don't wish that on anybody. So for me, it's really important for people to understand, um, aside from cleanliness, that ingredients are so, so important you know, on the body, in the body. And, you know, when you're intimate with somebody, you're exposing, like, your most private parts. And to me, what you want to put on those private parts or touch them with or, you know, have them be infused with is love, not things that are toxic. So true. So I got lost in, <laughs> I was getting lost in, uh, into, into the expression, into your words. Um, I was thinking to myself as I was, you know, embracing and uh, integrating what you were saying about how, you know, there are a lot of chemical products in the world, including aerosols that have plastics in them. And a lot of people really... Um, such as myself, was not aware um, of how just one chemical Mm -hmm. can really, really cause a devastation to the digestive system, to your lungs, to your skin. And it's not something that's got to be done for a prolonged period of time. It can happen just by one application. Right. So taking it to a place that where my next question is going to go into um, knowing now where and why you have in what you've created on such a healthy level and you've started to discuss that and now I'd like to go a little bit more deeper is what are the benefits of experiencing sexual fulfillment in using sex butter and using something that is paraben and hormone free. What are the benefits of it? The benefits. Um, Okay, so basically you have like about half the female population that doesn't really experience orgasm. So um, one of the benefits of the sex butter is that it makes orgasm a lot easier and a lot more effortless for females. A lot of women don't even know what it feels like to have an orgasm. Like they don't even know how to allow their body to open up enough to take them to that place. 
uh, usually for fear, from fear and shame. <clears throat> so um, that's one of the benefits. Another benefit is keeping the body alkaline, and that really kind of helps keep it disease-free. Um, another benefit would be that this product is actually a really good product to have on or in your body. So it really keeps the area hydrated. It keeps it moist. Um, it's good for the skin. Uh, anyone who has like dry tissue, like, okay, so the tissue inside the vaginal walls can get very dried out for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is menopause. Another reason would be medications that people take. You know, you have so many people on like antidepressants as an example, and most antidepressants dry out the body um, and take away the libido. So, you know, this product is really good for, so now you're not talking necessarily about somebody who's just 50 plus. You could be talking mm -hmm. about somebody who's at any age. Uh, so sex butter is really amazing for that reason. It's amazing because everybody's had abuse at some level. If somebody, if you, if you've ever been yelled at in your life, you've you've had abuse. That's called verbal abuse. Um, we found that people using the product regularly basically start to heal from all of that abuse. And so it's really kind of part of coming into your own. And it, this works on men too. It's not just something for females. You know, if they used a little bit of the product every day, they would start to feel the effects in that same way as well. Um, I feel that it really kind of helps you. When you can achieve certain things that you were unable to achieve sexually in your life, what happens is it brings you like to a different level of confidence. And, you know, confidence is so important in coming out into your own. So I feel that one of the things that it really does is it really kind of helps you get your confidence and so that you really do feel comfortable in your skin to be able to come out and talk about whatever you need to. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have to come out and openly talk about sex. That's just what I chose to, you know, go and do. But um, I think that whatever it is that you're in, it's a real good proponent of helping you open up and really kind of go deeper into whatever that is. From a spiritual perspective, it has a lot of messaging in it and blessings uh, from the divine, for the divine, to be the divine feminine, to be the divine masculine, and to really step into that role. So there's a lot of um, motivating factors that come in just from the messaging that's infused into the product. And the fact that the product can be used anywhere on your body, it's like really a multi-purpose product. It's great for any type of bacteria or fungus. So, for instance, something that you may not think of as a bacteria or a fungus, which is really something common, is acne. Sex better works on acne. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's and there's so many others where that comes from. So it really is great for all areas of the skin. It's an anti-aging product. Uh, 
it helps women glow. It helps women bring out their inner glow and men as well because I feel that, like, when you're really sexually satisfied, that you have this, like, look to you. And, you know, a lot of times people say to me, you know, like, why do you look like you're so radiant or, you know, like you're so beautiful? And it's not about makeup that I'm wearing and it's not about, you know, surgeries that I'm having or things that I'm doing to myself. What it's about is it's allowing me to bring out my essence. And your essence comes from within and it stems at your root chakra and it's about who you really are. And that's what sex butter is about. It's about bringing out the essence in you. And to add to that, in in, in giving additional, uh, you know, information in synergizing everything of what you had just stated, and bringing in, uh, you know, the aspect of how or when a person touches themselves intimate, intimately. It's not about sexually. If, you're, if a person would like to see why I touch myself sexually, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. The body senses and knows everything before it even happens. I tell everyone that DNA is the microchip into the vast computer, which the skin is the largest organ mm-hmm. of the body. Mm-hmm. Also, at the same token, we are instinctive beings. And what I've learned in massage therapy and as being an applied kinesiologist is that muscle has memory to it. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you, your conscious self, your subconscious self, your inner child within is touching something, which is um, psychometry, you know, you, get, you receive information by touching an object. When you touch uh, uh, sex butter, when you, when you, place the product onto your body, when you put it in many different areas, wherever it is that you would like to utilize its healing properties, you bring in, once again, the uh, emotional, because emotionally you're connecting to sex butter. Mm -hmm. Then you're bringing in the idea of where will you like to appropriately use sex butter on your body with a partner, that is going to be in a healthy therapeutic, uh, in, a, in a remedy type of way because you're creating an enhancement, a subtlety, and mm-hmm. a, a, a security and nurturing. And mm-hmm. then once you have the emotional and mental, then you've established the physical and the body's like, yes, I know what you're doing. I'm feeling this product. I'm sensing this product. I'm becoming in tune with this product. And then that's where the therapy really connects and the healing begins because everything begins once you connect emotionally like this feels right. This feels healthy. This feels you know, I'm connecting. Good, yeah. This this just feels appropriate to my body chemistry, to to my mental state of being, and and that's huge. So, so it's not. I call it an antidote. I mean, yes, sex butter is a product, but for me, I rather call sex butter an antidote mm. because that's what it is. It's an antidote to many levels of body and consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you've described sex butter, and I may quote, as silk in a jar, sex mm-hmm. in a jar. Is there more that you would like to add to that, or is that just brilliantly clarified? Sometimes I call it my liquid gold. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I mean, like it that. really, it really, I mean, it does, you know, as long as it's in its hardened state, it has the texture better. If it melts, it's, you know, it's like liquid. Um, but I like to use it in its hardened state. So I, you know, like I, I just prefer when it's in a buttered state. Uh, but, you know, so that's why sometimes I call it my liquid gold. But really, I mean, silk in a jar is really a good way of putting it. It is. And is there anything that you would like to add about you, Bonnie? And I, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Cupy loves organics. Yes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything? Cupy, that you would and like Cupy to is add? my dog. <laughs> yes. Oh. Her name was Cupid, and when I rescued her, and I wanted her to have a female name, so I called her Cupy. Um, I- I think the most important thing that I want people to know is that, you know, the purpose that I came here for was to help people sexually heal, you know, heal intimately and sexually, and that I'm proud of that work, and I think that it's really super important work, and that when people get to that state, it's something that's unexplainable because they come in they step into a power of their own that they never ever knew could exist I love it and to add to that a friend had given me a quote today that she likes very much mm-hmm. and it says I am a woman of many life classes mm. and I have been taught well once again, I am a woman of many life classes, and I have been taught well. That's that describes great. you very well, Bonnie. Thank you. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Whoever came up with that quote, that's a winner. <laughs> so you will find this amazing, amazing antidote, which is called Sex Butter at www.sexbutter.net. You will also be able to find Bonnie Gale on Facebook. And is there any other uh, places um, or, or uh, web pages that uh, express you and uh, the antidote being sex butter, Bonnie? Um, well, we have uh, cupyloves.com, and we also have uh, bodyliberator.com. Perfect. So I would like to thank you, Bonnie, for joining me. I'm Stephen Cuco, a Reconnected Intuitive. You thank can learn more about Holistic Fashionista by visiting the magazine at www.holisticfashionistamag.com. And we're always scouting for strong women with amazing stories, so please feel free to contact me at p3infinity at yahoo.com. Once again, my email is p3infinity at yahoo.com uh, for more information. Uh, You can also check out www.unitedangelsdream.com, which is also my personal page. Thank you again, Bonnie. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I look forward to discovering and becoming connected to many, many powerful women, um, powerful entrepreneurs, uh, powerful luminaries in the world. Uh, Many of you have a great voice, a great mission, and a great sense of style in how you carry yourself. 
and what you believe in in your life. So thank you again, Bonnie. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. And I look forward to my next air uh, here for Real Women, my story. Thank you.